the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. As we head to Hour 2, we do so as we do every Wednesday with our Congressman David Schweikert. You can follow him on Twitter, at Rep. David. David Schweikert, how are you, sir? You know, have you ever had one of those where you really need to expect down a lot more coffee to keep up through the day? I have. I have had those days. Um, yeah, the, the, the little guy decided um, he only wanted like two hours sleep cycles last night. So. Aw. Aw, but you're such a coffee enthusiast, aren't you? Sat, aren't you at saturation point already? Don't you need to go like? Oh, God. oh, oh no, I'm at saturation point by like nine thirty. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. That's I don't think the body will accept any more caffeine at that point. I used to do early morning, early morning radio, six to nine Eastern, which uh, you know was national. So you know we were we were three to six here. We had to get up super early, and you know I was tired all the time. And then someone gave me a piece of good advice I shall give to you, David. The worst thing about being tired is being tired. Yeah. You can get through it. Look, it's just, it's just called life. Yeah, oh. it's called. You know, last uh, last week when we visited, David, you were talking about early mm-hmm. voting and, and uh, early voting options. I just read that early voting is uh, down compared to the last midterm. Um, historically, that would mean, since Democrats tend to favor mail-in voting more than Republicans, that would mean something as an indicator that we're doing pretty well here, right, as Republicans? No, it's too early. Okay. Don't don't jump on the data, uh, 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 data set that's just, it's not there yet. Okay. Talk to me in a a week, um, we'll look at some of the returns. Remember, everything we used to model is backwards. In a previous life, Prior to the last election cycle, Republicans, we had spent 20 years getting Republicans to be great with their early ballots, get them and mail them in. And there was always this quirky thing where fiscal conservatives mailed their ballots in immediately. Um, social conservatives helped seem to hold on. Oh, to I didn't know that. Okay, longer. that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, we had it all modeled. You know, it, seriously, there was some depth in the analysis. And Republicans were beating the pants off of, if you, that's actually probably a long way to phrase it, uh, of Democrats. Uh-huh. We were, we had gotten much more disciplined because we had so many of our folks who, because of their work life and travel life and family life, you know, um, had often missed election days. So we got them to use that mail-in ballot and get those things in. And then we hit the uh, 2020 election and so many people became very concerned and skeptical of mail-in ballots. So what happens now is that we're seeing a huge block of conservatives. You know, um, yeah, right. That no, will, that's that fair. will get that's their fair. ballot, yeah. and they hold it and hold it and hold it, and they intend to physically drop it off. Right. Now, the problem is I need you to physically drop it off, not on Election Day. Get it there early. Um, you know, Or do this. If you have it on your desk and you know how you're voting, Vote it, mail it, and then watch it Yeah, on the county website. You can see where it is. And if something goes wrong, you, you can always do the provisional. But the bad... 
battle here is some of these races are going to be so close. Yeah. We've got to get those darn ballots in. Yeah. And if you're disciplined enough and you trust the system enough where you want to hold it to the last day, hold it to the last day. Yeah. Or if you're like a lot of my family, they canceled the early balloting system and now they vote on election day. Mm-hmm. And they make sort of a family routine out of it. Mm-hmm. Either way, I don't care. Get that ballot in, though. Good. Thank you. Can we talk a little energy? Okay. <laughs> Whatever you want. You're so easy. <laughs> I could have. Uh, I, I should have said uh, classic jazz. <laughs> okay, we'll talk energy. David, I, I have a, I have a, I have a uh, new seven-year-old standing in front of me, showing her homework from basis. Yes, those are wonderful fractions. Can I come talk to you in a moment? Oh. She can Thank talk to us about, about her fractions. It's amazing what they're teaching at uh, at uh, these schools. I mean, I don't know that I could have passed through them at this. What they're what they're front loading. Yeah, the well, are. remember, if your little girl goes to basis, she has two hours of homework, and so does her parent. Yeah, I get it. That's a good way to put it. It's a good way to put it. I like it though. Credential up. All right. So Joe Biden does a lot. He brags about on the first day he's in office with regard to energy, greenery, that sort of thing. Now we are um, energy dependent, not independent, Mm -hmm. and he is now releasing more, yet more. 15 million barrels was the announcement today from what we call Mm -hmm. a strategic petroleum reserve. That Mm -hmm. leaves us with, as I understand it, somewhere in the neighborhood of 400 million barrels in the reserve. We use, what, about 20 million a day, maybe? Um, About 20. Yeah. Yeah, about 20. So that leaves our petroleum reserve rather low, um, strategic for national emergencies. Do you find any of this behavior of late from the White House to be uh, relevant to November 8th rather than relevant to our national security no. and energy needs? You're not being cynical, are you? Well, you if, don't think there's if, some if I, chance <laughs> that this White House would engage in activities with precious resources that are meant to keep the country stable and safe and exploit those resources for an election, do you? Yeah, I, I, I'm oh, beginning Seth, to think. Seth, how could you not be loving and trustful of the Democrats? The fact that they would spend trillions buying votes or pass all sorts of legislation just before the election that hands out money to people that write them checks or now basically squandering our reserves that are supposed to protect them in a time of massive crisis. Right. And also, forgive my language, uh, I know this is a family show, and the fact that they pissed off much of the world by distorting the hydrocarbon oil market because our deal is that's for emergencies unless you're running for office. Because we talked about this last week. One of the reasons OPEC just did the production cut substantial reason was because of our release from our strategic petroleum reserves and also the remember oil is priced in US dollars. Right. And the US dollar has skyrocketed in value. Yeah. So all across the world, oil has gotten you may say, oh, it's still under ninety dollars a barrel for us. But if you're buying it in another currency that you have to convert to dollars, it's over our I mean it's gotten really expensive. Dan- and so you see demand destruction in so many other places in the rest of the world. So it's a combination of our crappy policies and then 
our exporting of U.S. inflation to the rest of the world. Yeah, that's a good point. When he talks about that's a really good point, David. When he talks about inflation being a worldwide problem, we're contributing to it substantially. No, well, much more than that. We basically set off. It, it's it's a bit of an indictment for those that connect the dots. It's a bit of an indictment, isn't it, on the whole concept behind Green New Dealism, isn't it? That though they tried to take us there, it's 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 an admitted failure by this effort of the White House's right now. It seems to me it's an indictment. Oh, it's, I, I want to take. I think it's you're, you're not in many ways. You're actually not cynical enough. Okay. Look. Much of the utopianism of, we're going to be green, um, was, uh, you could have swapped out the word green to, they're going to make us lots of money. Yeah. Um, so much of what was in the Build Back Better to their Inflation Reduction Act, which is the, the screwiest name ever for a piece of legislation <laughs> that does the complete opposite, um, is massive, stunning cash handouts to organizations, businesses, bureaucracies that funnel money back to the left. Mm-hmm. Um, look, the embracing of disruptive technology that is great for the environment, that, that moves us to an energy future, wonderful. Promotes the technology disruption. But this, isn't, this in many ways is subsidizing the very current static technology instead of saying, we're going to provide the X prize for the person that comes up with the best battery storage at the end of the decade, or these sorts of things that are true disruption. Instead, this was massive cash handouts to organizations and businesses and executives that turn around and fund the Democrat Party. God, please, when you guys take the majority, David, is this something you can hold hearings on? If not you, one of your one, one of your one of your associated committees? Yeah, um, Absolutely. Uh, look, I have a stack of things we have to investigate from ways and means. Yeah. Where you realize the amount of fraud in the COVID money. Oh, good. Um, all things like that. So, I mean, we're we're talking hundreds of hundreds of billions of dollars of fraud. Um, we're going to need a team of lawyers and researchers and investigators just to go at that. And it, and every American, even if you're on the left, you should be outraged that this Democrat Congress, Nancy Pelosi's Congress, had no interest in exposing all the bad acts because it would put the handing out of free cash as a political ideology in bad life. Mm-hmm. 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 I get it. I absolutely get it. I think also, gosh, one of the things I get a lot of calls about is this latest business. You were mentioning it earlier with OPEC and the efforts to seemingly efforts to strong arm them to delay their decision. That, that, that people just feel like that stench, stinks to high heavens, given the timing. Given the timing. Yeah, I mean, those who are upset by it, um, just accept. Grow up. This is Democrat politics. The thing that makes the left so powerful and so incredibly dangerous is they see everything, everything through a lens of winning the next election. As conservatives, we see the world through the lens of our faith, our family, 
primary winning the next election. And, and I think it's almost like we're in different universes where if you were to sit down right now and go have your favorite beverage with a bunch of Democrat activists, every word would be about, hey, we saw polling here. Hey, look, we could push this population here. We can attack someone. Hey, we built research files on this person and his family and his contributors. Here's how we're going to blow them up. Everything is about how to win the next election. Our folks sit down and talk about you know, the, the, the philosophy, the morality of growth, the morality of... It, 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 it's almost like you're, you're sitting with two different worlds. And if you get upset over this sort of stuff, you've got to understand, see it through the lens of, does it, it, does it provide power to the Democrats through winning at the ballot box or not? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. We should not be surprised. They are doing what they do. David Schweikert, bless you, sir. Thank you. Get some rest. You're wonderful. You are, too. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. As inflation rises and your dollars are stretched thinner, more people are considering a reverse mortgage. I'm here to showcase Bingo Reverse Mortgages and share how their trusted team can take some of the guesswork out of it and the benefits to you. Bottom line, a reverse mortgage allows you to convert equity in your home into cash or to purchase a home. To qualify, you've got to be a homeowner at least 55 years old and have sufficient equity in your home. But a reverse mortgage can be your ace in the hole when it comes to actually retiring instead of thinking of retiring. The fact is most Americans won't be able to retire, and Bingo Reverse Mortgage is saving the American retirement. Get the safety net you deserve. Call the incredible Bingo team at 928-277-4476 or visit BingoReverseMortgage.com. That's BingoReverseMortgage.com. Tell them I, Seth, sent you, and you get a free appraisal reimbursing Closing, $1,000 value, bingoreversemortgage.com. And uh, another another um, veteran-owned company. Love it. Veteran-owned and staffed company. All right. Uh, this probably won't make a lot of headlines. I'm going to um, be talking to Brett Johnson later about the Maricopa County attorney's race, what, what other, other uh, localities we think of called district attorney, San Francisco DA's, uh, Los Angeles DA, Philadelphia DA. Here we call it the county attorney. It's the race that not enough people are talking about. Uh, we've been trying to do our best here. We had Rachel Mitchell on, our candidate, yesterday. Such an important race. This is about uh, preserving quality of life and preventing social destruction. This is the tip of the spear. And so uh, the founder and CEO at a clothing company in San Francisco called Cotopaxi. I believe they make uh, uh, workout clothing. Uh, Tweeted this today, Davis Smith. It's sad. This is the CEO of this corporation in San Francisco, okay? It's sad, but San Francisco appears to have descended into a city of chaos. Many streets and parks are overrun with drugs, criminals, and homelessness, and local leadership and law enforcement enable it through inaction. One of the most beautiful and amazing cities in the world is now a place where many no longer feel safe visiting or living. Get ready for this. We opened a retail store a year ago on Hayes Street, the charming shopping district just blocks away from the famous Full House home. 
Our first week there, our windows were smashed and thousands of dollars of product was stolen. We replaced the window, and it immediately happened again, four times. We replaced with win- the window with plywood as we waited for a month to get a metal security gate installed. Demand for those gates is creating huge delays, he writes. Today, we are closing the store due to rampant organized theft and lack of safety for our team. Our store is hit by organized theft rings several times per week. They brazenly enter the store, grab thousands of dollars of product, and walk out. We started keeping the door locked and open it only for customers. But even then, they'll have a woman go to the door, and then hiding individuals rush into the store as soon as the door opens. Our team is terrified. They feel unsafe. Security guards don't help because these theft rings know that security guards won't and can't stop them. It's impossible for a retail store to operate in these circumstances, especially when cities refuse to take action. Despite us paying taxes well above any other state we operate in, city recently announced a reduction of police presence in this neighborhood. Despite mass-scale crime, we're leaving. We're leaving. In Chicago, big companies are leaving. We saw big companies are leaving, going back to uh, places like Arkansas. And... Uh, Small businesses like this one, smaller businesses. It's not a small business. It's a smaller business. It's leaving. That can be our story, or it doesn't have to be our story. It can be our story, or it cannot be our story. Notice where Mr. Smith, the CEO of Code Epoxy, I hope I'm saying it right, puts the blame. It's the district attorney in those policies. The district attorney in those policies. Overrun with drugs, criminals, and homelessness. Overrun with drugs, criminals, and homelessness. People talk about those being victimless crimes. Victimless crimes. Well, those uh, employees at uh, Cotopaxi, they can't move out of state so easily. So that'll be 40 employees not at work, at least not at work at that company. And that'll be a company that will no longer be paying taxes into California, which I think is a pretty good decision on their part. They have to keep their employees safe. They have to keep their customers safe. They have to keep inventory. That's what cities protect. They have to keep a level of quality of life that is something better than streets and parks overrun with drugs, criminals, and homelessness. The Democrat candidate for county attorney here wants to follow all the policies of the district attorneys in Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Chicago, and until now, Oakland and San Francisco. We can, uh, we can socially destruct by our vote, or we can save our city. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. As promised, uh, George Kaloff of the Resolute Group and Data Orbital Consulting usually appears with us on Fridays. Can't do it this Friday, so we get a special midweek delivery from George. How are you, George? Good. How are you doing, Seth? I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. Um, I get a lot of calls. You do, too, I'm sure. Uh, people don't really study uh, the propositions because they're odd and they're hard and they're worded. Um, shall we say, complicatedly. 
Um, so I kind of wanted to visit with you, if I could, a little bit on some of the propositions that are um, people are getting to vote on in the mail or if they show up on November 8th. And uh, there's a bunch of them, some of them much more important, I think, than others. Some of them, I think, much more um, cleverly worded uh, than others. But um, if good with you, I was hoping we might be able to talk a little bit about some of them. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, what's the one that's most worrisome to you? You want to start with whatever? I don't know the answer to that. I, I have a guess, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, look, we, we frankly dodged most of the bullets, to use that metaphor, of the ones that would have been exceptionally worrisome, whether yep. the one that would have totally, you know, uh, you know, done something like federalize our elections and completely blown up the way we do elections, or whether that was the empowerment scholarship account referral. Right. Uh, we really dodged many, many major issues that we have. Um, The one I would say to start that's the most exciting for me is Proposition 309, which is the voter ID proposition. This is something that, uh, again, we've talked a lot about, you know, election stuff. This is one of those election reforms that is just kind of common sense. And we know from data that we have done that a majority of Arizonans, actually almost three-fourths of Arizonans would agree with that notion that it's common sense to require voter ID because we have to do voter ID to buy alcohol, certain age and tobacco and you name it, that there are ways that we can make it accessible to individuals to get the proper ID to be able to vote in our election. So I would say that one in Proposition 309 is the one that I think a lot of folks are looking at from a positive perspective. That's a must. That's a must win yep. to to make folks feel more confident and comfortable in the way that we conduct our elections here in Arizona. You bet. 309 is a yes. 309 is a yes uh, for George and for me. I agree with you on that one, George. Uh, One, as long as we're doing yeses, uh, let's talk about the yeses because we don't typically do that. Um, uh, Where are you on initiative and referendum reform, which is known as 128? I'm a yes on that. Yes, I I am a yes as well. And actually, there's a number of them that are in the hundreds. Uh, you'll notice I've started seeing some signs in my neck of the woods in the Northeast Valley uh, that's no on this and that and the other. But I am a big fan of anything that allows us, I think, as people to to better manage the way that we pass laws. Right. Our, the framers of our state constitution came about in a time where they felt like government and the entire you know motto of Arizona and the feeling of Arizona, the Wild West cowboy mentality. We wanted to buck the system. Uh, I think we went uh, too far, and we've done a lot of really positive work in doing so uh, in reining some of this in. So one to eight is um, changing the way that we are able to adjust ballot language mm-hmm. if it's deemed unconstitutional. One twenty nine to limit a ballot measure, uh, initiative measure to be single subject, which yep. again I think makes a lot of sense. Yep. So you're not dealing with multiple things. Yep. Uh, a third one in. Um, requiring a higher threshold, 60%, to approve and pass a tax. That is something that the state of Florida does. Right. Not everything should 132, be 132, that's a yes, yeah. 132, mm-hmm. right? So you got 128, 129, and 132 yep. that are about reforming the way that we conduct our elections. I am a fan of all three of those, and I think that they are helpful. Um, they're helpful for us to uh, to pass, to continue moving the ball down the field and tightening and really reforming the way and better managing the way, I think that's the best phrase, better managing the way that we run our initiative and referendum elections. For those that are driving and can't write it all down or whatever, George, I'm almost inclined to say anything with them, one in front of it is a likely yes. The one I didn't ask you about 
which I'm voting yes on unless you talk me out of it. I haven't put in my vote yet. Is Prop 131 on the lieutenant governor. I'm going to vote yes on that, I think. I am there with you. That okay. one to me is a no-brainer. We okay. can unpack it as well. Okay, so uh, if it's that. a one in front of it, here's your handy handy notion. If there's a one in front of it, yes, and also 309. Let's talk about the no's on the other side of this break, if we can do that. Is that okay, George? i got to take a quick Let's break, and we'll come right back with more. I'm George Kaloff at the Resolute Group and Data Orbital Consulting. I'm Seth. He's George. Don't go away. Be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. If you're worried about stock market volatility, I have an investment opportunity for you, or I should say Y-Refi. My friends at Y-Refi have an investment opportunity for you in a portfolio with a strong fixed rate of return and no correlation to the stock market. They're offering an investment in a secure and collateralized portfolio with an up to 10.25% return for investors, and your investment can be in a trust, it can be in an IRA, just as much as it can be in an individual or joint investment. Why refi? A due diligence approved firm is made up of really great guys who do really well by doing good for others, also veteran owned. And you can be part of what they do. Check them out at investyrefi.com. The word invest, the letter Y, R E F Y.com, or give them a call at 855 316 3087. 855 316 3087. You'll never get a sales pitch. They just like talking about what they do and letting it speak for itself. George Kaloff is our guest. He is the uh, president of David Data Orbital Consulting and the managing partner at the Resolute Group, the best political consultant I know. George, we're talking about the propositions. To recap, if it has a one in front of it, like 128, 129, 131, 132, seems like you and I are voting yes. We're in agreement there. We're also voting yes on 309. It's the only three uh, so far that we've said yes to. Um, there's some no's I wanted to talk to you about. Um, a big one for me, and I think this is one that we're being hosed on with uh, publicity and, and propaganda, really, at least from my perspective, that's 209. It's considered a debt reform proposition. I, I think that's a big no, the way they've structured this. I'm curious what your thought is. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, and the problem with 209, and this is candidly why I'm supportive of the 100 that we talked about, yeah. it is really difficult and should not be the solution to um, to do this via vote of the people and ensure because of our Voter Protection Act that was passed years ago that we cannot make any adjustments. This is a very minutiae policy about how we manage debt and govern debt and what's the maximum amount of medical debt. And you can imagine who's pushing it. Uh, union healthcare groups from California who came into Arizona that would have far-reaching effects in terms of what people can collect on and how we're doing it. Look, there may be a way to have a good discussion about this and have it through, go through the legislative process, but to do it via vote of the people and ensure that we can never touch it again is just not the way that I believe we should pass good policy. And so this is one where I will be uh, voting no. I'm already concerned about the byproducts of it, regardless on if it went through the legislature or if it went to the vote of the people, but yep. particularly because of the way that they're doing it and, frankly, the groups that are backing it. Yeah. It's a major it's a major concern. In prior years, it, it it went farther. You know, look, there's, I know, concern around the way that we do title car loans and payday lending and things like that. This has nothing to do with that. This is exclusively health care debt and really not about predatory anything. It's about 
how do we manage our debt? And what is the government just kind of wiping away? We know we can't just wave a magic wand. And again, it's backed by groups that, that usually are, are, are against us on most, most everything that we, uh, that you and I would care about and most of the listeners would care about. Yeah. 209 is a Californization of Arizona. That's, that's, yeah. that's an effort to Californianize Arizona. Uh, donor disclosure, I'm against uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, it's something that sounds good. It's Proposition 211. Um, I, I just think in this day and age, no, no on 211. Yeah, and, and, I, will, and I will tell you, you know, the, the public polling that I have, uh, the public polling that I have seen on it and the private polling that I have seen, um, it is really hard to message on it on yeah. the no side. Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, I, I think you know, on election night, you know, we'll see how the results shake out. I think it's going to be it's going to be tough for the no to prevail with with what the, with what the world's looking like today on this uh, on this subject. But we'll see. I mean, it's it's uh, you know, we're on day you know we're on the nineteenth of October, and there's been very little to no a cohesive opposition campaign put together, which I find very, uh, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, exactly. This is the problem with these propositions, by the way, in out-of-state interests, particularly when you wed it to the Voter Protection Act. Some out-of-state interest can come to Arizona, dump a million bucks on one of their preferred policy objectives, and then, you know, it just, it, 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 it falls on unsuspecting Arizonans to, kind of rally and rush around to summon up the money to 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 fight a no campaign. And if we lose, um, as you say, we have a Voter Protection Act. We kind of have to live with it for the rest of our lives unless we can somehow muster super majorities and money again to maybe run it again as a proposition, which is an awfully hard thing to do. I don't even know if it's been done. Yeah, I don't think it has been done. And actually, the thing that's amazing on the Voter Protection Act not only, Seth, is it three-fourths of a vote, as you know, of the legislature, yeah. um, you can only further the that, original that's, right. that's the other part. You can't actually it, yeah. fix it. Right. You can't actually change it right. and roll it back. All you can do is, 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 expand. is add to it yeah. and expand it, and it causes three-fourths of a vote. And, and name me one semi-controversial issue, let alone controversial yeah. issue, where you get anywhere close to three-fourths of the legislative body to agree. Uh, it hasn't happened in at least the last decade or two. That's right. That's exactly right. And some someday, if I have uh, my way, we'll, we'll be working on that together and changing that. We're really a sitting duck in a way that no other state is, I don't think. Um, any other no's? Yeah, I'm going to go no on 308, the in-state tuition for non-citizens. I'm, I'm, I'm saying no to that. That's not hard for me. Yeah, I think, and I will say that the 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 issue with the way that this was structured and what um, I think you know the polling is exceptionally tight on this. By the way, it's dawning on people is it goes well beyond the Dreamer or DACA category that we have become right. accustomed to, which requires you to come to the United States of America before a certain age right. and have lived here for a certain amount of time. Yep. Proposition three hundred eight only requires two years of residency in Arizona, yeah. and you have to have attended a public or private high school or homeschool equivalent, and it does not require that you come at any point in your life. So you could come knowingly as a, as a teenager, you could come whenever, and essentially as long as you go sign up for two years of high school. So it is definitely more expansive than, drop, than DACA, and then the Dreamers are at a federal uh, level. I also believe things like this should be handled at the federal level. I don't think it's appropriate for Arizona as a, as a one-off state yep. to handle. Look, there's a lot that needs to be reformed with our immigration system. Yep. The same way that I don't believe we do this by executive action, yep. uh, as administrations have done, I believe we need to do it via legislative action, and I think it needs to be holistic uh, as a countrywide federal policy. This is one of the unique 
uh, abilities that our Constitution actually grants to the federal government, which is to, to kind of govern how our how our sovereignty as a nation is controlled and our borders and how it affects all 50 states uh, in the union. Nicely put. Uh, finally, the other one I'm looking at a no vote on is uh, the sales tax increase on Prop 310. I'm voting no on that. Yeah, and, and, and um, you know, and I will say there's so much... I think nuance as to why this is or isn't uh, needed, and I think it's mostly needed from what I've understood because there are rural counties where you can't do it county by county and they don't feel like they have enough funding, so they're doing it statewide. But anytime you pass something statewide that's all-encompassing and you notice the sunset, it's about a 19-year window yeah. for how long yeah. this goes. That's right. Um, again, anytime can't you can't touch do it for 20 years, yeah. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. right. George, you're the best man and smart, too. Thank you. Good and smart, both. No substitute for brains or kindness. George Kaloff has been our guest, and uh, we'll give you Friday off, George, and we'll talk to you again next week, sir. All right. Talk to you then. Thanks, God bless and Godspeed. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Joe Biden is the weakest president in modern history, and who knows who's pulling his strings behind the scenes. But it does add up to a lot of chaos, including economic chaos, with inflation running rampant in America in a recession that Joe Biden and his administration continues to deny. More than ever, it's probably time to think about putting some of your investments or savings into gold or other precious metals. And if you do, do so with the only company I recommend, which is the Midas Gold Group, the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group. While stocks and bonds are down 20% since the beginning of the year, gold has held its value, protecting investment, savings, and wealth. So again, check out the Midas Gold Group if you are interested in adding gold or other precious metals to your portfolio. MidasGoldGroup.com. Or better yet, give them a call at 480-360-3000. That's 480-360-3000. They are one of the sponsors of our Battleground Talkers Tour. That is... um, coming this Sunday, this Sunday afternoon. Uh, It's an afternoon event. You'll be home in time for Sunday dinner with the family, but bring your family. Uh, Tickets for general admission are deliberately low-priced. $5. $5 gets you in. Mike Gallagher, Brandon Tatum, Blake Masters, uh, I'll be there, Charlie Kirk. It's going to be a great event. And uh, if you want premium seating, we have those tickets available, too as well as VIP reception with our uh, guests. But right now, if you're caller number two, I'll give you two premium seats, uh, a pair of premium seats. You can take a friend. You can take a spouse. You can take a family, anyone. I I won't tell you. Take anyone you want. (laughs) We're about freedom here. But if you are caller two right now at 602-508-0960, we'll give you two free premium seats to our event this Sunday with Charlie uh, Kirk and Mike Gallagher. Myself, Blake, uh, Brandon Tatum, and others. Um, And if you are not caller number two and want to go, we still have tickets available at 960thepatriot.com. That's 960thepatriot.com. Many of you asked me to um, do uh, reprise my monologue. You've asked me a few times this week. I'm happy to do it. I will do um, in uh, just a few moments. But... um, I also want to give you a homework assignment because uh, I'm not sure if I'll have time to get to it next hour. Check out the Tablet Magazine, tabletmag.com, tabletmag.com. We were talking about vaccines earlier and the CDC now putting um, debating tomorrow. They'll debate putting 
uh, children on the uh, ch- child COVID vaccines on their schedules, uh, uh, recommended schedules for uh, vaccines for states to follow. Take a look at this piece. It's one of the most well-researched and clearly written pieces over at tabletmag.com. Vaccines never pre- prevented the transmission of COVID. Never. Those of you that were talking about shedding and viral load and all that thing, it may, no, didn't, never did. And they have all the goods and receipts there, tabletmag.com. All right, we have a lot more coming for you right up. Don't go away. Be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 